This is a presentation of the Red Apple Media Podcast Network. One of the biggest dance crazes of all times. Have you ever heard of Wordle? TikTok, TikTok has taken the world by storm. Social media, attention, alcohol. His dance went so viral. Immediately affecting us because we hear about it. Love you. Bye. Love you. It's the general store. Here's Gina Limberopoulos. All right. Welcome back to episode seven of the general store with me, Gina Bina. Again, who the hell else would it be? <laughs> I'm here today with a very, very special guest and I'm super excited to have on with me. I'm here with Dylan Hershuck. He is an award-winning music video director and owner of the production company Versa Films, based in Canada. How are you today? I'm good. Thanks for having me today. Yeah, thanks for you? coming on. I'm great. I'm great. I can't complain. I have you here. It's kind of a crappy day in New York City, but it's okay. <laughs> We're living through it. <laughs> yeah. It's been insanely kind of rainy and windy and stuff. So. Yeah. You're from, what part of Canada is it? Saskatchewan. So it's just a giant prairie field of nothing with a, a few cities and <laughs> small towns and stuff, but it's like farmland and no, nothing too crazy. It's the opposite of New York, I'd say. So you're living in basically the real life version of a very, very pop punk town, right? Yes, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> it's the perfect setting for the pop punk world. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh my God. Well, speaking of that, Let's get into it. Let's get into it now. So we got uh, a couple things that we want to talk about today. I know that for a fact. And there's a you have a lot going on. And it's going to be a really exciting episode. But let's talk a little bit about uh, about you and what you've done, guys. I know you have quite the resume. Uh, sure, uh, it's <laughs> fine. I'm still kind of like starting up and whatever. But I've gone really lucky in my career so far. Mm-hmm. As you said, I run a video production company called Versa Films. Most notably, we're kind of transitioning into more so just music video like we do commercial stuff but music video seems to be kind of our niche market that we're working in especially like with bands in the scene so we've worked with artists like Spirit Box and mm-hmm. Angel Maker, Halicine, Census Fail, True North and we worked with True North we were lucky to work with Aaron Lesby of Under Oath so just a lot of really cool artists some from like when I grew up and that are doing huge things right now like if anyone talks about our work it usually goes back to spirit box that's kind of what we're most known for yeah that's kind of what we've been doing so far and i kind of keep pursuing music videos in the scene and stuff and and eventually transition to feature films and stuff right so yeah i mean the one thing that stuck out to me obviously like you said everyone's kind of just enamorated with spirit box currently and you know, they've kind of taken over the rock scene, and I like to say our scene, because we're all from the same... No matter mm-hmm. where in the world you're from, the scene is the scene. Everyone knows what you're referring to. So... Yeah. <laughs> so, I see. You worked with Spirit Box. What was that experience like? Because I know that you worked on, obviously, Constance. That music video was so talked about when it came out that, you know, when I found out it was you that, that worked on that, I was, again, enamored. I like to use that word. Yeah, so I've worked with Spirit Box a lot. They're like my pride and joy client for sure. But yeah. they're they're just friends of mine. Like I kind of grew up with them in the scene a oh, little wow. bit. So I've known them since they were both in like their smaller projects touring Canada and stuff. And I would film them when they came to my city. Mike from Spirit Box, his old band, would sleep at my parents' house. Oh, uh, my God. My brothers were in a, a metalcore band, so they would like play together and stuff like that. That's how I know them. And I, I ended up, filming a really terrible music video for Courtney's <laughs> old band right before she joined I Wrestled a Bear once and wow. even 
even like beyond that, I filmed her brother's wedding because her brother married like a family friend. And so it's just like, I've always been weirdly connected with them. Wow. And so when they announced this new project spirit box and they were shooting everything DIY, it was, uh, I don't know, a year or two into me starting first a film. I was like, man, I really want to do more music videos. And I saw what they were doing and I, I loved it. And it was before they were like huge, huge. And I reached out and was like, can I do something with you guys and, and whatever. And they took me on it and they told me like they loved my work. I loved what they were doing. And so we did a video called Perennial, which is just mm -hmm. like them performing with like nature and it's super colorful and mountains and stuff. Right. And since then we've been, we've had this kind of like unbroken bond. They've come to me five times. The biggest videos we've done are Blessed Be, Constance, mm -hmm. and Hurt You. Those right. are the most notable. Um, but Constance, yeah, Constance has a real cool story if you want me to share about that one. That's a, a very special one. Please do, because when I saw that music video, I was blown away. And I do not say that lightly, because I, I saw, again, I loved Spirit Box's music beforehand. I loved Courtney when she was in I Wrestled the Barrow as well. But then mm -hmm. Constance came out. And that song already, before I even saw the video, I was like, wow, this is beautiful. And then you put the video to it, and it, it really does. It tells this phenomenal story. So please, I would I would love to know, you know, the inspo behind it. Yeah, I'll do a little deep dive on it. So awesome. uh, basically, they were working on their new album, their debut album, Eternal Blue. And we had been in chats to do some videos for it and stuff. And they sent me this instrumental which was just like very haunting and beautiful and very different for them. It wasn't very heavy yeah. and they didn't have like the lyrics yet. And they basically just asked me like, you could direct anything. What would you do? And so I pitched them this concept that I've always wanted to make a short film about my unprocessed feelings about my grandma going through dementia. Wow. And it really, really resonated with them. And I told them like, I kind of want to, they have this kind of like, spooky vibe to a lot of their stuff and I was like right. what if we take spooky in a different direction and, and make something that's haunting but very real for a lot of people and I pitched that idea Courtney really resonated with it because she unfortunately lost her grandmother during the pandemic oh wow and so the concept and our relating our, our stories kind of informed the lyrics and then the lyrics would inform the video and so they were both kind of made for each other uh more so than a, a typical music video mm -hmm. um so yeah the the music video is actually about my family like the little boy in the video is playing me um and and then there's people playing my parents and i i spun the story a little differently than the reality but mm -hmm. uh it's like very 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 personal to me and yeah they were so kind that they actually named the song after my grandma because oh, her name was wow Carson. Wow, wow, wow. I did not. I, I see. I would have never known that. So that is that's amazing. And I always like to say that Spirit Box's music, along with the videos, especially the ones that you've done so far, I call them hauntingly beautiful. I think that there's this sense of beauty to everything that you've put out so far. And I think that's something that's really special, especially when it contrasts with the kind of music that's being put out, like mm -hmm. that heavier, darker kind of feel. And then you have these beautifully made, like cinematic experiences that go with them. And I feel like you've you've elevated because Spirit Box was already great as it is, but you've elevated that band to a different level with the videos that you've done. So definitely major props oh, for that. 
Oh, well, thank you. Yeah, yeah, so that video has like kind of working with Spirit Box has changed my career, but especially that video. Like, if a band from like the U.S. reaches out, like, hey, can you make us like a constant? And I'm always like, uh, <laughs> yes and no. Like, I can't make a video about my grandma again, but I can make another sad story video. That's kind of where so right now I've been pigeonholed as like the sad story guy. Well, that's perfect. <laughs> but, for, uh, perfect for the emo yeah. scene. That's yeah, exactly. Perfect marketing for you. Yeah, exactly. It's <laughs> apparently just my drawing suit, which is kind of hilarious. Right. So, just out of curiosity, obviously you have a very specific style to what you've put out so far. Are there any influences for you that have come forward with like the kind of cinematic feels and experiences that you're working on? So, like for example, like any kind of filmmakers or even musicians, people you grew up with in the scene and or whatever it may be, are there any kind of influences that impacted how you view your art? Yeah, I don't know. Like I'm influenced by so much. Like my goal is to make feature films. So I'm very inspired uh, by uh, filmmakers like uh, Denny Villeneuve, who directed like Arrival and Prisoners and hmm. Blade Runner and Dune and stuff. He's my favorite director. And he's like, that's where I want to get to. <laughs> That's the dream. But in regards to like my music video work, there's a few music video directors that I've been super inspired by. The first one I always think of is Max Moore. He's one of the heavy hitters in the the scene. He's worked with like Code Orange and Knock Loose and the Data Remember and stuff. And every video he does just feels so big for like scene because a lot of times in the scene, like the budgets aren't there. So, you know, you'll get a a simple, a simple video or, or whatever. And his never feel like that. And I, I love everything he does. And, like, if I could be anyone, I would want to be Max Martin. It feels like he's, like, <laughs> living the dream. Right. Another influence is Ollie Sykes Bring Me the Horizon because he's, just as an artist, he's always been kind of ahead of the curve. Right. And he's now directing all their music videos. And even their music videos from the get-go have always been, like, I don't know, some of my favorite in the scene. But especially now, like... I've pulled influences from some of Bring Me's videos that he's directed into my work with Spirit Box and stuff. So I love everything he does. There's a Canadian director named Miguel Barbosa. He owns a company called Yeah Films. And he was like my main inspiration for like making Versa films and get into like, oh, maybe we can make videos for bands in the scene eventually and stuff like that. The last influence that I'll mention in music videos, at least, is Kyle Thrash. He's a phenomenal director. He did this Men Singers video that just blew my mind. Wow. And I, I feel like you can see a little bit of his influence <laughs> in my work because he, he's like super human feeling, raw story. Right. And now he's directing for like giant pop artists and, and stuff like that, which is really cool. But I have a, a few different influences for like the film I'm currently making. I don't know if you want to hear that or maybe later. Oh, no. Yeah, we can we can get right into that because that was... That per- segues perfectly into the the next things we're going to talk about because I know that you are working you're working on the movie and I would love to hear some backstory on it. Yeah, yeah. So I'm working on so currently it's a it's a short film that I've been developing for for a while. The film is called Our Last Day as Kids, and it is a coming of age story that takes place during the MySpace era, which was like the heyday for me, all the nostalgic memories for me and stuff. Oh, you and, and me like, both. My main- yeah, and I hope it resonates with a lot of people. Because of the success of content, I've been really, especially early in my career, I'm really trying to lean in 
overly vulnerable and and stuff like that. And so for the last like five years, so my brothers were in this metalcore band, both of my older brothers, and I always was like trying to be a part of it in any way. So I was like this kid with a camera who was documenting what they were doing. And yeah. my dream wasn't to become a filmmaker. My dream for my brother's band to become like the next Devil Wears Prada. Oh my God, and, that's so sweet. <laughs> and so I, I've been thinking about this like weird little brotherness that I've been holding on to for so long. And I've, I've always wanted them to care about what I'm doing. But the truth is I am just care too much about what they're doing. And so the film is actually about that. The film is about this kid brother with a camera who's documenting his brother's band that he feels so connected to. And that's that's almost like what he holds on to like his connection with his brothers. And the film is about the band falling apart before his eyes and him having to let go of his brothers in that way. And it's also about like this friendship he has with this girl who's really kind of messed up. And they are, they're the only two people that really get each other's problems. And so they just have this like very specific bond. And the film is just like growing up in the scene and like growing up. It's just a coming of age film about like, right. you know, this fleeting moment in time in the scene that I, I grew up on. So it's, yeah, it's an ode to my brothers, an ode to everyone that went to punk and metal and emo and hardcore shows. Yeah, it's all of that. And the biggest reason putting this off for so long. And then last summer, I got contacted by a band I grew up with called Census Fail. Oh, and I was like, that's a top tier e- band for me, man. When they emailed me, I thought someone was like pranking me. <laughs> yeah, it was legit. And they sent me their new track, which now I've directed a video for. But yeah, they that had like, to have yeah, been a, a crazy cool experience, too. It was like a bucket list experience. It was the first band that it was like, holy crap, someone I grew up with just reached out to me being like, we want a Dylan Hershuk story video. Oh, and the song was a huge throwback. And I had been thinking about and developing this short film for so long mm-hmm. that I was like, what if I do like a baby version? Like to, cause for some reason, despite all my music video work and stuff, I'm just like riddled with self doubt. And mm-hmm. so I was like, Oh, I'll pitch to them like this baby version of the film so that that music video very much was like an ode to the people I grew up with in that scene. And it was just about like kids getting into trouble and living life and growing up and this girl struggling with her father because her father can't get his shit together. And that video did really well for for me and and for the band. and, And I was really, really proud of it. And like, I think the biggest part was when I was shooting it, I was so like emotionally attached. Like our actor was playing this version of a friend that I grew up with that I haven't seen in like 12 or 13 years. Mm -hmm. And I forgot that our actor wasn't this little emo girl. (laughs) (laughs) And, and, and so it was like shooting that video was like, Oh, it was like saying hello to an old friend. And it was so special and like important to me making that video that ever since that video was done, I was like, I'm shooting the short film. This has to happen. This is like, this is what I'm supposed to do. It felt so right. And so, yeah, I've been (laughs) developing it for a long time. I have a big team behind me. But the worst part of it is we're trying to find out how we can finance it because it's really ambitious. We're trying to capture like concerts and dye kids' hairs and do fake piercings and just everything that encompasses that world. Right. 
Well, for starters, I personally, I hope to God that it gets the funding that it needs. And I hope that this, that someone listening can help out. That would be so, so sick because I feel like this movie is needed. I feel like there hasn't been any kind of movies that are coming of age that have taken place during this time period that represent this generation that's currently out there that remembers 20 years, 10 years ago, however, however long you would think that 2000 to 2010 frame. Mm-hmm. There's no representation in movies for people that are in our scene. And I've, I've noticed that the older I got, no one's done it. And the fact that you're making a movie that's a coming of age, this kind of almost like it kind of reminds me of like mid 90s, mm-hmm. like very, very much so, which is one of my favorite movies of all time. So that's kind of the vibe that I'm getting. Yeah, it's almost become a classic to me at this point. It's just so that that kind of feeling of that like 90s skate in California, like that Mm -hmm. kind of feel to it. It kind of gives me the same kind of vibe when you're describing it. But except we would get the 2000s with all of the the kind of things that we remembered growing up with. So mid 90s, I have three main influences for the film and mid 90s is like the number one influence. Because I love how Jonah Hill wrote it and directed it, and it felt so like real and raw. And the film is about like brotherhood and finding mm-hmm. your own people and stuff, right. which is exactly what I'm going for. If if I describe it like, there's this one kid who has a video camera that's documenting his friends in that film too, and it's like my movie is about that kid, and it's with like screamo and post hardcore and messy underground shows and, and stuff in a, a smaller city right. version of mid nineties. Like that's what I'm going for. And it still tackles like brotherhood and, and just finding your own place in the world and stuff. So that is the main inspiration. My other inspirations is Greta Gerwig's Ladybird. Oh, uh, I love that movie. I, I love that movie. How she captured characters feel so like raw and messy. And there's a lot of funny things about, Growing up as, like, I don't know, an emo kid or, or whatever, like, <laughs> I really want to capture, like, being in a, a salon with all these, like, regular people. And, and I, I, I had the most insane, like, jet black hair with blonde streaks and red chunks in it. And, like, getting that done with all, like, the tinfoil in my hair alongside, like, there's, like, an old lady beside me, something like that. It's, like, that's what makes me just, like, I don't know, feel so fond about that time. It was so silly. There were some bad parts about it too. Like there, there was a lot of negativity around it from certain oh, people. Yeah. Like I was definitely bullied sometimes. Oh, yeah. Like I had a guy, I was biking to my friend's house and this guy pulled his truck up to me and stopped me on, on my way to biking to her house. And he threatened to kill me just because I looked emo. Oh my God. So, Are you, what year was so this? I was in like grade eight or seven something like that and i don't know 2007 2006 something like that yeah so like i the the film encompasses all of those like different like there's a lot of positive to it but there's also like how messy the scene is it's it's about community but at the same time every band feels like they're they're against each other and then my last influence would be the movie green room by jeremy saulnier one of my favorite movies of all time. I don't mean all the horror and like all the dark stuff that happens in that movie, but the way he captured like being at a punk show and like the naive punk band is like, I've never captured so authentically. And so that's what I'm hoping to capture. Yeah. That's, that's my influences. That's kind of what the film is. And yeah, it's ambitious and expensive. 
So I've been saving my money, but we're also fundraising on Kickstarter. Awesome. I'm really excited for this. And I have a lot of faith in the project that you're working on right now because, like I said, there's not much representation for the scene that we grew up in. And I everything you just said, I related to on a very spiritual level. <laughs> so, like, like you said, you were bullied for liking the things that you liked or dressing the way that you dress. And, you know, you would go to the stores or you would, and like, everyone would be going to freaking Abercrombie and Fitch and then you'd be walking into Hot Topic. So yeah. I, I'm right there with you. I went to every single Warp Tour and people are like, oh my God, these freaks. I was a freaking diehard MCR fan my entire life. And now everyone all of a sudden is on that wave. So with this yeah, movie. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. And I'm like, now, of course, you're not getting, we're not getting bullied anymore. We're the ones that are cool, but I digress. But I feel like this movie, just same way it would be for me, like when when I'm saying for me, it's going to be the same way for everybody else that grew up the same way we did, where it's going to be this special sense of nostalgia that we've never felt before. Because like you watch a movie about childhood or or teenhood or growing up, you're like, yeah, some of it's relatable, but mine was a little different because I didn't look like that or I didn't act like that. But if you have a movie like this, now all of a sudden, you know, these kids are, they got like an MCR poster in their room, like I said, or like... They're going to a Day to Remember show or they're going to Warp Tour this year. Or, you know, they're dressing mm-hmm. a certain way. There's a different there's a different feel to it. And I'm excited to see that representation for for this whole entire group of people. Because because of this scene, I am where I am now. I, I wrote for Caliber TV for the longest time. I, I That's how I was connected with you is because of Tyler from Caliber TV. Um, yeah. So, I, you know, like this whole scene has kind of built me up to where I am now, even with this podcast. So to watch something like that for me is going to be something very special the same way I'm sure it'll, it'll be for so many other people. So I, I'm rooting for you here. I really, really am. Oh, thank you. I, I hope, I hope we can reach our goal or, or even surpass it because we have uh, different versions of the film of like, okay, this is the small version we can get away with. But of course, like my end goal with this after the short film is to like pitch this to make it a feature film. That's the goal. I'm trying to write something very like personal, for myself right but also my hope is that yeah a lot of kids feel seen by watching it yeah i just hope we can get enough support to make this project because it takes film is like the most expensive medium and so it takes a lot to to make it all come together and we really can't do it without uh, support like yeah from people like you <laughs> well I'm excited. Like I, I would consider this to be a love letter to the scene. That's what I would call it and, and brand it as right now for, from my perspective and what I'm getting. Totally. Yeah. So a love letter to the scene. Thank you so much for everything that you've done so far. And thank you for the, the beautiful work that you've done before this and, and you will continue to make, I'm sure. We're going to wrap it up there. Thank you so much, Dylan, for coming on. I appreciate of it more, course, more than anything. Having... Thank you. For, again, thank you so much. But yeah, we're going to wrap it up there. And yeah, hopefully we'll see. Uh, we'll see it. Well, one more time. What's the name of the movie for everybody that's listening? Yeah, so you can find the movie on Kickstarter. Uh, the film is called Our Last Day as Kids. Awesome. All right, you got it. You heard it there first. Get to Kickstarter. Help them get this funded, and let's get our own mid nineties emo kids. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much. All right, you got it. All right, guys. I'm out. Later. Bye.